Hey, this is Todd and Julie Mullen, senior pastors here at Christ Fellowship Church in South Florida. Whether you're across the street or across the world, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy week to join for this message. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you to get more out of life. Welcome everyone joining us today on this Super Bowl weekend. It's the clash of the titans. You got the AFC champions against the NFC champions, and it's going to be a phenomenal game today. I want to welcome everyone joining us at all of our campuses, all of you joining us online, and a special shout out to the men and women that are serving in the armed forces around the world. We love you. Today, to help us analyze how we can all experience the victory that God has ordained for us, and we take some of the principles that are even used when we coach this great game today, I brought in a specialist, a special counselor here is gonna help me kind of coach us up today because he coached Philadelphia to their first and only Super Bowl victory in 2018. And he also, as a player in 1997, was a member of the Green Bay Packers when they won the Super Bowl. So we got a two-time Super Bowl champion with us today. Give a warm Christ Fellowship welcome to Coach Doug Peterson. Come on, Coach, come in on here, baby. Wow, thank you, Coach. I'm so glad I caught this football because my hands are kind of my hands are kind of way down just a little bit. Well, well wait, what you got on here? You got you got your rings. I oh, got, you got those rings. rings. Okay, which one? This is Green Bay. Yeah, I see Green that Bay one right there. You, you yep. won that as a player. I won that as a player back in 1997. Wow, wow. Then this is the uh, Eagles. This is uh, Super Bowl 52. Just four wow. Years ago. Look at this. I'm gonna get a little close up of this, guys. Look at look at these rings. You know, I really like these. Hey, would you mind uh, during the interview time at least a little bit? I could feel like a champion to wear one of these. Certainly, puppies. I'd love for you to wear okay, that. Okay, one. man, that one fits really nice, That's, Coach. Okay. That fits really good. Okay. okay, Coach, let's grab a seat. We're gonna we're gonna analyze what it takes to be prepared to achieve victory in such a momentous game like this, but even the greater game, the game of life. Okay, Sounds great. let's I'm go. Ready. Christ Fellowship family, I want you to know that Coach Peterson is really a very special guy. We've become friends. Uh, he and his wife, Jeannie, attend our uh, Jupiter campus and your family in Jupiter. We've been off on some adventures together, so it's been really great. So I, I really love your heart, and really you're, you're a very humble guy for a guy that's achieved uh, the status you've achieved as a winning coach. You know, one thing that we've always known as coaches, I've uh, never coached on your level, but uh, coaching a little bit on, on college level, uh, preparation has always kind of been the key to victory. And, and really, church family, that's what we want to really kind of dig down on today is that God has ordained for every one of us to experience victory in our lives. That's what Jesus came to deliver to us when he says in John 10, 10, I've come that you can have life and experience it in a victorious way. Well, let's go back, let's go back to 2018. Here you are um, as a head coach taking Philly to their to the Super Bowl game, and you're getting ready to face that. And then I I we see this this iconic picture after you won the game. I love this iconic picture we have of you right here. We are holding the Lombardi trophy up. But I also know in talking with you that in order to achieve that great victory, you had to overcome a lot of adversity. You had a lot of adversity that year with the team. Uh, why don't you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, that, that season we, um, we were 10 and two and we're going out to play the, the, the Los Angeles Rams, you know, in the, in the Coliseum out there. But prior to that, we had lost several of our players. We had lost a, a starting left tackle. We had lost a starting safety and also, or not a starting safety, but a starting special teams player. Our middle linebacker went down, a starting running back. And then we go out to play the LA Rams and we lose our starting quarterback. But I remember you told me something that you went into the locker room with your team 
uh, as you get ready to face now to get into playoffs to try to get to the big game that we're celebrating today. And there was something you said to them I thought was pretty significant about uh, the, the individual can do something, but a team can do something even greater. What was that phrase? Yeah, so it, it, was, it was very unique. I, in fact, it was, it was two days after that game where I was having a team meeting on Tuesday and had the team back together after, after that win in L.A. And, and uh, you know, I, I was searching for the words, the, the right words to say to the team because the team was excited, but the team was also, it's kind of like the air was let out of the sails just a little bit. And I have a, I have a picture framed. My wife and I went to a concert in Green Bay when I was a player with Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. And uh, we have a picture, uh, you know, of them with us. And on the back of the wall that we were taking this picture, it says one man can make uh, or an individual can make a difference. A team can make the miracle. And so for me, it was like that was it. And my son actually took a picture of it and sent it. He texted it to me while I was sitting in my office. And I go, you know what? That's exactly the message that I need to tell my football team is that one man can make a difference. But it's going to be this team sitting in this room right now today that's going to make the miracle. And and they really embrace that. And that, that was one phrase that has really stuck with me the entire time. That's great. Because, you know, obviously God created us for team. You know, that's, that's the power of the church. Uh, that's the power of our groups. Uh, that's the power of all God wants us to do. We are simply stronger, better together. And, and, and that's the dynamic of what a team can do. I think that's what, when the Bible talks about this, it's one scripture, it's always been a, a kind of a, a unique scripture in my mind where it says one could put a thousand in flight, two can put 10,000 in flight. Mm, that math doesn't quite compulate, but I think it's that same principle that together, especially in God's family, God can do miracles with that. And so some of you are maybe need to hear that word today, that when you team up with God's team, there are miracles that are possible to take place in your life. Coach, uh, before we jump into uh, what has kind of been some of your mantra and your guiding core values of your life, I just want to ask you real quick, as getting going here in our discussion today, how has your, the role of your personal faith in Jesus Christ uh, played in, in helping you overcome some of these adversities that you were facing? T- talk to us just a little bit about that. You know, that, that, that's everything to me. That, that's how... That's how I get through every single day. That's how I led our football team, and, and that's how I lead my life. And it started with my quiet time in the morning. And, you know, and, and, and I had lost my brother this past year and, um, to, to cancer and, you know, in October in 2021. And, and, you know, if it wasn't for my faith and being grounded and having Jesus Christ right beside me, holding me up, taking me by the hand, kind of that analogy of a, of, a, of a football player being knocked down and, and your teammates there to right. pick you right back up, you up and dust you off. And, you know, and that's what he did. And that's what he did for us that season, you know, to be able to come, overcome some of the adversity that, that we faced, you know, through injury and, and through all the negativity that surrounded us towards the end of the season, that, that we just weren't good enough as a football team. And then having to go through this with my, with my brother uh, this past year, uh, I think God really, really showed me how to, to really be patient and how to rely on him. And, and you know, there, there's, a, there's an analogy, and I, and I actually heard this a couple of months ago about, a, about an anchor and a chain and, and, you know, God being the anchor. And if we're not continually checking the links of our chain, you know, uh, and those things break, then, then we're never going to stay connected with Christ. And so for me, that, that meant everything. And that was kind of the analogy that I needed in my life uh, to stay grounded and stay you know, with the one true anchor of Jesus Christ. And he, he brought me through all these tough, tough That's situations, uh, you know, over, over the year. 
Yeah, you know, the word of God says that our hope in Christ is an anchor for our soul. That's right. You know, so I think that's what really is, is the difference and we can find that anchor. Well, Coach, I, I heard you speak at a, um, a men's breakfast that we held up in Jupiter and uh, you got up and you shared these four uh, kind of core principles that you try to live by and try to coach by. And I can see where you use those to help you overcome adversity as well. And so I, we're, we want to jump into those, but would you share with those, those, those four things real quick? Yeah, these, these, are, these are not only things that we, we use on, on sports teams and how to, how to kind of get our teams motivated, but we also can use these in life. And the, and the first one is create energy every day creating energy. The second one is eliminate distractions. The third one is, is fear nothing. And then the fourth one is attack everything. And, and those are great principles to obviously oh, to it. live by and obviously to coach by. So let's break this down, coach. We, we like to break things down. You That's know, right. we're always breaking the film down. We're analyzing the game, analyzing this, everything. But I want to break these four thoughts down that you just gave us. First one is create energy. And obviously, uh, if you're going to create energy and bring energy to wherever you go and bring a, a positive sense of confidence in, in whatever you do, you've got to be, stay energized yourself. That's right. So how did you keep yourself energized so you could be a source of energy for your team? Well, you know, the first thing is obviously my quiet time. That, that's, that's my source of strength. That's my source of, source of energy, you know, every single day, being able to spend 15, 20, 30 minutes every morning, as soon as I got into the office, spending time in the Word and, and praying and, and meditating on the Word so, so God could really lay out what the day is going to look like. And, and then, you know, for me too, it's, it's culture building too, right? It's, it's, it's creating an environment where people enjoy coming to work and, and, and really the players have a great, safe environment. They love coming in. They love the, the you know, for me, it's the, the coaches and the men and the women that, that, I, that I work with every single day that, that we have this environment that is exciting to, to come to. And that, that, that right there also creates a great energy within your, you know, your soul just a little bit. But I think if, there's, if, if my quiet time is, is number one, I think the 1A or the 1B of this is, is I think your physical your, your health. I, I think of just staying, staying in shape and being physically fit and trying, mm -hmm. to, trying to keep your mind and body healthy right. and fresh. That, that's so important because if, if, if I get wore down, that's right. I'm the energy giver. I don't want to be the energy stealer right. Right, or the taker. Right. So right. having that physical presence and, and, and obviously you know, working out, great mind, great body um, really leads to having great energy every single day. That's so true. And you know what, gang? That's true spiritually too for us speaking because when you think about it, We've got to spiritually stay and get in shape if we're going to have the energy, the light of Christ shining through us. You know, light, is, of course, is energy. And Jesus said, you are the light of the world. And so let your light shine that men will see your good works and bring glory to your Father above. Or in the coach's translation, live such a life that's so bright and so attractive that people are drawn to you so you can lead them to Jesus. That's what Jesus was really saying there. And so the fundamentals are true. Coach, when I was uh, coaching at Georgetown College, a small division two school, uh, I took our team up to Ohio State to do in their spring practice to hang out with them and learn from them for three days. When we came away from all that, I sat with the coach staff and said, okay guys, let's analyze what we've learned, you know, three days at Ohio State and two days with the Bengals camp. And here was the one glaring thing that jumped out at me. They were teaching the exact same fundamental techniques that we were teaching. Their players were bigger, stronger, and faster, and more consistent in the execution of it, but the fundamentals were the same. 
And I think sometimes, you know, we all know, we keep stressing, let's get back to the fundamentals, you know, and execute those fundamentals well. And, and in the spiritual exercise, you know, every day we've got to lift the word of God. I mean, you've got to lift to get strong. I remember when I was in college, I, uh, I had my, my training partner was a guy named Bob Sarver, and he was a fullback. And Bob was, um, he, he was a weight junkie. He loved the weight room, you know. I was kind of farm boy strong. I, I grew up on a farm in Ohio, and I was just kind of strong from doing all the work you do on the farm. I hadn't really lifted weights until I got to college. And then I'm sitting with him, so Bob, he's pumping, you know, pumping his weight. And I get in there, and I'm going, I'm pumping it, but I go, oh my gosh. So then he started getting on me and training with me and pushing me, and I started pumping more than I ever thought could, and that made me stronger which ended up making me more confident even as a player. But we've got to do that with the Word of God every day. We, we used to call them skull sessions where we get in and we're going to be coached up, trained, uh, analyze our plays, our assignments, everything. To me, that's your prayer time, man. You've got to get before the Lord and, 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 and get in His presence and let the Spirit of God do His work. And then, you know, you have the team workouts. you got to have the team practice. That gets you in shape. And to me, that's, that's our worship services. That's when we come together as the team. We're worshiping, we're honoring God. Think about it. If, if we will make these a priority in our lives, they will help us reflect the energy and the life that God wants us to have so we can shine bright for the kingdom of God and go out there. Because I think it's, it should be our goal every day, Coach, to bring light in the dark places of life. Exactly. And bring encouragement, uh, bring hope, bring optimism. You had to walk in that room, you've lost all these players, and, and you told me, you said, hey guys, you know, like you said, you know, we've lost some great individuals, and, and an individual can make a difference, but a team can bring a miracle. So here's, here's my first takeaway, Church, after this create energy thing. Here, here's what I got for you, here's my coaching point. Get in shape and shine bright. Get in shape and shine bright, and you can affect the whole mood and atmosphere around you completely. Coach, your second principle is eliminate distractions. So, I mean, obviously that's, we've got to prioritize what's really important. Talk to us real quickly about how you went through that process. Yeah, you know, and you, you just hit a key word there, prioritize. And, and for us, you know, uh, at what we do, it could be, it could be the media, uh, it could be uh, relationships, it could be your fans, it could be, it could be family pulling on you, you know, for tickets and hotels and different things. And they're, they're grabbing at your time and, and all this kind of stuff. And those are all distractions that take you away. You know, maybe not getting enough rest at night, getting enough sleep, eating right, all the stuff that comes with staying healthy, as we talked about earlier about right. preparing your bodies. Right. It's exactly what, what I talk about when we talk about eliminating these distractions and how to prioritize just a little bit, as you said, so that, so that we can be at our best when we take the field on game day. Exactly. You know, I think that's a challenge for all of us because one thing I've noticed about champions, coach, champions are very focused individuals. They are able to focus in, eliminate the distractions that they need to eliminate and focus in. You know, we've just come out of a great series uh, that Pastor Todd's led us through in, in Listen, how to eliminate the distractions so that we can really hear the voice of God and focus on the right things. And you know, uh, in life, and especially in coaching, my goodness gracious, you've got so many distractions from without and from within. 
because I know when I coached and I lost a game, I was my worst enemy. I mean, I, I, I was hard on myself losing. And it's tough when you lose, coach, and the loss is posted on a scoreboard and on the newspaper and on ESPN every week, you know, and they're all critiquing everything about you. So you have to somehow put that aside and, and you have to be very secure in who you are as an individual and your game plan and your intent. And, and, and I, I think that's true also in our spiritual lives. And, and I wanna speak to that for just a moment. I, I think one of the biggest battles we have to win is this battle of self-doubt and hesitation about who we really are in Christ. But when I have found when I am secure in who I am in Christ, then that gives me the stability I need to focus on what's really important. Jesus said this, seek first the kingdom of God and all the other things you have need of will be brought into your life. So in other words, what's important to God needs to become important to us. And we need to focus on the bigger things, the bigger missions. Now, when I was a football coach, I wanted to coach, I wanted to win, I wanted to put my players in a position to win, I wanted to do my very best. But I knew there was always a higher calling in my life beyond just helping them win football games. It was helping them to understand that they are called of God and that they have a mission to serve Him and honor Him with their lives. And, and I've always felt they could do it better from a winning position than a losing position. Hello. So Hello, yeah. I want them to, to win in that. But it, it, does, it does matter. And, and I think that's important that we're strong. You had to be secure in who you were as a man, as a coach, in your training, in your preparation. Didn't you, didn't you have to feel that? You have to feel that. And part of, part of my job as a head coach, and obviously this is where it goes back to, again, my quiet time and spending time you know, uh, with, with, with Christ in the morning too. Right. The devil's gonna tell you that you're not good enough. The devil's gonna tell you that, that you're not gonna be able to win this game or the devil is gonna tell you that you're not gonna be able to overcome all these distractions. And that's, that's just the, as we call it, that stinking thinking, you know, sort right. of thing right. that creeps into our, right. into our mind. So those are the things we have to try to eliminate. Right. And we talk about eliminating right. the noise and that, that helps you, yeah. you know, in your daily walk. Well, the great coach of the New Testament is the apostle Paul. And Coach Paul, so Coach Paul, not called Paul Bear Bryant, but Coach Paul, the apostle. He said, you know, in Philippians uh, chapter four, verse eight, he says, think on the things that are of good report. You know, think on those things that are pure, lovely, honest, you know, and Paul knew that you have to take captive the thoughts of your mind to make them subject to Christ, he says in, in Corinthians. But that whole battleground of, of our thinking is so critical. That's why I love what, what Coach Paul says to the Ephesians. He says, listen guys, discover who you are in Christ, Ephesians 1.11. He says, discover who you are in Christ. That's where you find your identity and that's where you find your purpose. And when you are secure in who you are, then man, that helps you to stay focused on what's really important. So, and, and, and I wanna add one more thing. In the book of Jude, chapter one, Jude says, as he's addressing the saints, he says, to the called and loved by the Father and kept by Jesus Christ. And that stuck with me. We are called of God, loved by God, and we are kept by Christ. So we can be secure in who we are in Christ, coach. And church, you can be secure in who you are in Christ. And when you stand in that security, then you have a sense of identity and you have a sense of focus. So here's my coaching tip coming off this point is simply this, keep your spiritual identity and mission in focus at all times. It's a key 
to being prepared for victory. Okay, coach, let's jump into this third one, which is fear nothing. Hello, we're in a culture today. My guys, it seems like there's been a spirit of fear and anxiety with all the uncertainty and the pandemic and, 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 and you know, the COVID and all the stuff going on. But in, in your philosophy, when it came to the games and what you had to face, that fear nothing factor had to be pretty intimidating at time how to struggle against that fear. It, it, it's, it's a real thing. It's a real emotion. And it's something that really can creep into your thinking a, a little bit. And so for us as coaches too, it all comes down to preparation, right? It all comes down. If you want to eliminate fear, it comes down from how you prepare during the week and how you study and how you get your team, how you go out there and practice, right? You know, on Wednesday, right, Thursday, right. Friday, Saturday, and get ready right. for that game on Sunday. And, and that to me is your preparation eliminates all fear. And just like spending time with Christ, it eliminates a lot of your distractions. It creates that energy. And then for me as the head coach, it eliminates fear. So you can go into the game being confident, wow. being strong, and, and you can, you know. You so coach, uh, how many hours a week oh, did wow. you spend in preparation for a game? Not just Super Bowl game, but for a typical game each week, how many hours do you prepare? I mean, we're, we're, we're on average about 17 hours a day and we're upwards to, you know, 85 to maybe 90 hours, depending on, you Hello. know, depending on the week and, and depending on your opponent. And, you know, it takes a lot of time. And, and some, some people think we just kind of show up and roll a ball out there and, and go practice and play. But there's a lot of preparation, a lot of wow. preparation in, in the wow. game plan, you know, for each, uh, for each week. Well, here's, here's that principle real key here, church family. Preparation produces confidence and confidence produces courage. And when you are thoroughly prepared, that's why we said preparation is the key to victory. Right. And, and when we're preparing our lives in our time of preparation, spiritual preparation for the Lord, getting back those fundamentals, how much time am I spending in the word? How much time am I spending in prayer? How much time am I spending huddled up with other strong believers of the faith that are there to encourage and help us. Coach, when, when you were coaching and, and in, in a playing career, uh, who did you have around you that you could go to that could help strengthen you and keep you strong and, and fearless? You know, that's, that's, uh, that's a great question because sometimes when you're at the top, when you're the head coach, you're kind of in, in an isolated bubble and you're kind of away mm -hmm. from, you know, away from the, the team just a little bit. But I, I wanted to surround myself with number one, great men, great teachers, you know, guys that just, they, they, they love to the game of football. But right. for me, there's a, there's a couple of gentlemen and one, Frank Reich, he's, he's now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And he was, he was the mentor to me. He was, he was a guy that, that, that we could pray together. We could, we could bounce scripture off each other. You know, he'd come in my office when he got there early in the morning and we'd sit down and, and pray oh. for the day. And, and, that, and that really strengthened me. And that, you know, it goes back to creating energy. That helped me create energy for the team that day. And, right. and Frank, was, Frank was a guy that really has been a mentor, you know, that way to me spiritually. Yeah, we all need that in our lives. You know, we're, we're really right now, church family, we're encouraging everybody to get into a group and get into groups because it's so critical. I mean, you're gonna get encouragement, you're, you're gonna get strength, you're gonna build strong relationships. And you know what, when you face adversity, 
You're going to have people there to walk through that with you, to pray with you through that time, and to be there to come alongside and strengthen you. And then in turn, you're going to be there to strengthen them and to help them as well. That's why it's so critical that we have that dynamic. You know, I, I preached a sermon a long time ago about the power of the huddle, coach. And a lot of things go on in the huddle. You know, there's, uh, there's, you, you get to play, you, you get to snap count, you get all that, but you also get held accountable in the huddle and you get straightened out in the huddle. You get encouraged in the huddle. You know, you know that because you had to lead that huddle. You had to be the leader of the huddle as a quarterback, but we need to huddle up. It's a principle of life that's so critical. And then the word of God reminds us that really God's not giving us the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and that of a sound mind. And you know, and, and the word of God says, remember, greater is he that's within you, it says in 1 John 4, 4, than he that's within the world. And it's kind of like, if, if, if God be for me, what do I have to fear? You know, if, if God is with me, I, I've always made my coach's translation of Romans 8, 37, um, if God be for me, who can mess with me? You know, it's like, you know, there we go, who can mess with me? And remember what Paul says, and, and, and Coach Paul said this in Philippians, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition, make your requests to God. And then it says this, the peace of God, coach, that transcends all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. So praise God. With the spirit of God in us, we have nothing to fear. Amen. Okay, let's go to your last point, which is attack everything. I love this one, attack everything. Man, you had an aggressive uh, approach to the game, the Super Bowl game in 2018. So when Nick came to the sideline, why So when Nick came to the sideline and he asked me, he goes, hey, do you want Philly Philly? We called it Philly Special. You yeah. Know, that was the name of the play. But he, he said Philly Philly. For a split second, I was honestly thinking job security. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, I'm on the biggest stage right. of my career, the first Super Bowl championship in Philadelphia Eagles history. history. And, and we're gonna run a trick play on a fourth and goal oh, yeah. at, the, at, the one, you know, at the one yard line. But, but again, it goes back, we've talked about this already. It goes back to preparation. It goes back to fear nothing. And, and we're talking about attacking everything. Right. My mindset going into that Super Bowl is I needed to be on the, the attack. I needed to right. attack the New England Patriots and we needed to score as many points as we could uh, in that football game. Well, and, you're and you're that playing was the GOAT, you know, you've got the greatest of all time there and Tom Brady and Coach Belichick and who's won more Super Bowls than those guys. And here you are on that stage and you had the courage to call that, but that preparation. And I think a lot of those situational plays, you told me you practiced those back in the summer. You put your team in that position to practice those. So when it came time to execute them, you were ready. We were ready. We, that was something I made my mind up way back in, in January and February in the off season yeah. that, that when we got back together in April and May and June that right. we were going to be focused on these types of situations, yeah. putting our team in, in these situations. Then we did it all season long. We had great success on fourth down that year, uh, two-point conversions that year, and then the players begin to appreciate that and the players want it and then it talks about you know you talk about ownership with the football team right. and, and and then we get into a fourth down situation the players are like let's go coach let's we, go. We, we're, we're prepared for we this and that. and so we were able to do that all the way through to the super bowl church family that that's what's so critical about staying prepared being prayed up don't just wait till a crisis comes and then jump on your knees and pray stay stay read up and strengthened in the word so when adversity and crisis does come, you're ready for it. You're, you're ready for it and you're ready to act with courage and attack it. You know, God did not mean for us to play on defense where we're back on our heels, reacting. And then one other thing I've noticed, Coach, when you're on defense, 
the enemy of our soul on offense is attacking at our point of weakness every time. Because that's what you do in football. football. You attack at a point of weakness from your offense. But when you're on offense, when you're intentional, when you're aggressive, when you're prepared, you can then go from a place of your strength and you play from your place of strength, not a place of weakness. That's playing on offense. And I think that's why Coach uh, Apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. So that's, that's who we are. We, we can live that way. And Coach, as we wrap this up today, I, I just want to thank you for being here with us and sharing these principles with us. But it's really what we're really trying to say to our church family today is that when we're in spiritual shape, focused and secure in who we are in Christ, then we can attack life and we can win at life when we do that. You know, God's always been looking for one trait in all human hearts. That is that we would fully love him, that we would be all in. And when we're all in, he says, I love this verse of scripture in 2 Chronicles 16, 9. says, the eyes of the Lord are ranging throughout all the earth, looking to show himself strong on behalf of that one whose heart is fully committed to him. When you are fully committed to him, God will bring victory in your life. So here we go. Create energy, be that light, eliminate distractions, keep your mind focused on your mission, fear nothing, remember if God's for you, who can be against you, and attack everything. Get on offense, and then you'll be prepared for victory. Praise God. Coach, thank you. If you don't want me to attack you right now, can I have my ring back, please? Oh, I was, I'm getting back. You're getting comfortable with that ring. I need that thing back I hate to give this thing up. (laughs) Hey, one more time. Let's give it up for Coach Peterson. Come on. Thank you again for spending time with us today. If you're looking to take a step in discovering the more that God has in store for you, just text the word podcast to the number 441-441 and select the option that applies to you. And if you enjoyed this message, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. A special thanks to those of you who generously give to all that God is calling us to do together. It's because of you that everything that we do is possible. We'll see you right back here for next week's message.